Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hey everyone, today's topic is risk. What is your relationship to risk like? Have you ever taken a risk and lost? Have you ever taken a risk and gained? I think risk aligns well with the statement from Tony Robbins that the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty that you can comfortably live with. At the same time, we have fear around risk. So Todd and I get into the idea of risk, how to control it, how to influence it. I think you'll enjoy this segment of the conversation. I believe that there is being, there's a lot of risk being taken right now. Risk with personal savings, risk with within investments, risk within business, risk within monetary policy of our government. So it's a very interesting time where we're making these pretty big bets. Now I look at things we can control, things we can influence. Those things are typically outside of ourselves. At the same time, I believe that when we understand our relationship with risk at a deeper level, then we can direct this risk energy in the right areas, not betting on not to take away from the relevance of cryptocurrency or blockchain technology, but taking a risk, betting everything, betting a future, betting personal savings. <laughs> I believe that there is no control there, not even really much influence unless you're Elon Musk and can put $100 million into Bitcoin. The purpose of me bringing this up is I believe that you can take this risk energy and channel it toward the things that create a meaningful life. The things that Tony Robbins just alluded to, the quality of life, improving the quality of life, the meaningfulness of life. So how do you redirect the risk? I look at ultimately the most important things people strive to achieve, and it usually revolves around relationships, family, and profession. So my question to you and what I want you to think about through this conversation with Todd and I is where can you take more calculated risks where you understand the stakes and you also understand the gains and the gains are a multiple of the risk that you put on the table, a multiple, that whole idea of asymmetric risk reward. What can you do in your relationships? Can you apologize? That's risky. Can you ask somebody out? 
Can you ask someone to marry you? Can you be open with a friend? Can you speak your mind, speak your truth? Yeah, it's risky, but is the reward worth the risk? What about your profession? What about your business? What risks can you take that you can help more people? Where you can take that next step? Where you can leave the comfort of a job that you despise, but it pays well? And go and do something on your own or work with a group whose values, whose mission aligns better with who you are and what you are about. Risks, I believe, are misunderstood. I believe risk is a good thing. And if you think about it, you can make it so that risk has no loss. There's always a lesson. Case in point, you ask somebody out and they say no, wrong person, which gets you closer to the right person. Asking somebody to marry you, they may say no. Either you can keep being persistent or you know that you need to move on. That's a positive thing. Depends on what you focus on. I believe risk in business is always necessary to stay relevant, to stay agile, and to always keep a pulse on the needs of your clients, your employer, so that you can continue to create even more value. Guys, thanks for supporting the podcast. I hope you enjoy this short segment of the Truth of Money series with my dear friend, Todd Langford. Right. And it's the very reason we can't shut our own mind down in whatever it is we're doing. I'm not saying don't bring in the experts to guide you, but you know, there's a responsibility on your part to take that a little bit further and say, well, wait a second. If this happens, how do I react to that? If things don't map out exactly like this professional has said it's going to go, it's going to be on me to make the decision and make the adjustment. And so I've got to keep my mind, as you're saying, open, and I've got to be able to understand at some level what it is I'm being told and not just take it hook, line, and sinker. Because unfortunately, like I said, we're going to be the ones that are responsible for what the results are. And if we shut our mind down, the only thing we can do, which is kind of where the society's gotten at some level, and it's the blame game, it's not my fault. It's because somebody else told me this, or it's because I read this, or it's because I did that, and but it was somebody else's information. Well, you are ultimately responsible for it. And so, you know, you have to take the effort, take the time, and just keep your mind turned on. Yeah, I think when you don't, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. When you experience fear, right, it ultimately comes from the nature of risk, right? Or there's an unknown. And in large part, the future is what's unknown. And there's a part of us that thrives to establish certainty or safety. It's kind of one of those natural instincts. And invariably, what happens is when you place the control or influence of the future on somebody else, it creates a amplified amount of risk and subsequently more fear because it's not you that has come to conclusion. It is somebody else that has come to the conclusion and you are ultimately leveraging them because you don't have responsibility or skin in the game to the discovery of the assumption by which you're acting on, the fear is not going to go away. It's going to go up. Taking a break from the show, you know, entrepreneurs inspire me. I love meeting leaders of successful ventures who discover an idea, formulate the business, and then execute. You'd assume that they know how to structure their personal finances. I believed that too, but I was wrong. 
Entrepreneurs are never taught to effectively manage their wealth to work alongside their business and lifestyle. All of that work, effort, toil, and time wasted. Entrepreneur 101 is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy that works so that success is not a flash in the pan, but lasting. The spirit of the entrepreneur doesn't have to be compromised. Register for the Entrepreneur 101 course today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. That's Echo November Tango. Thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. You know, the thing about control, we've talked about that in the past. We want to push in that direction. And I like your wording of influence. I think that's probably a, a better word we'll get into maybe a little later on. But, you know, control is something that we can't be. We're never completely in control. But the idea is the level of control that we can secure is probably indirectly proportional to the amount of anxiety we have, right? So that's what the issue is. And as soon as we start to give that control up willingly to somebody else, it's got to raise our level of anxiety because we're now just in a period of hope, hope it comes out instead of being able to direct the course, right? And that's, you know, going back to the simple example of an airline pilot, right? They don't know what the environment is going to be like, but they have the instruments, they have the training so that as the environment changes, they know what to do. And now technology is built so to technology responds to it just as much, if not more than the pilot, right? And this is the ability to influence, okay? You can't control the environment. Environment's going to be the environment. People are going to treat you a certain way. You're going to wake up with energy one day. You're going to wake up with not much energy one day. You're going to wake up and something happens you know, to government, something happens to laws, something happens to your employer, something happens to the clients you have if you're self-employed, right? There's all sorts of things that are going to happen that are outside of your control, right? And that's where you establish a degree of certainty around influence so that when that environment changes, that is when you are able to respond, right? There's a preparedness there and that's what mitigates anxiety and mitigates fear. So when it comes to Again, the math side of things, mainly speaking to uh, financial financial math, right? People these days, I would say, are concerned, right, about money. They're concerned about their future. What's the environment that they're making conclusions about what could go wrong in the future based on? How would you describe that environment? Yeah. Part of it's the unknown. I mean, that's where a lot of that fear comes from. And then you hear people rattling stuff around about, oh, what happens if, if the dollar disappears? What happens if this or that? Bad news, unfortunately, is exciting for a lot of people. And people want to be the first one to tell whatever different news it is, right? In some form, add their bias to that about how they think it's going to happen to drive emotion. The bottom line is we all make decisions based on emotion. We make decisions based on our beliefs, not necessarily on the truth. And I think that that becomes a discipline or a conscious effort that we have to separate our beliefs. We have to separate the hype. We have to separate our natural tendency to go to the fear, to step back and be able to say, wait a second, what is the truth? What is it that I have influence over? What can I change in this scenario to fix that? It goes back to what you were saying about the pilots. It's to have those tools in place 
to have the knowledge. That's one of the biggest tools we have is using our brain. And I think that's one of the things that's easiest to shut down and let somebody else fill that void, so to speak, or that difference is just turning your brain over to somebody else because they're a professional. And then when you get into a crunch, what do you do? Because you've given up your best tool. That's your brain to be able to, to think through what's going on. And I think knowing that you have that tool is, is a key piece. There was a guy that I was listening to, Sean McDowell, Josh McDowell's son. And one of the things he talks about when he was teaching kids was the idea of knowing something versus knowing you know something. And there's a key, huge difference in those two. And what he talked about was this. He had students that knew the answers, but they might fail a test. And then he had students that gave a little bit more effort to the point that they knew that they knew the answer. So the difference is in knowing the answer and writing the wrong thing down because you can talk yourself out of it versus knowing you know the answer. Okay. And I think that in life, that's a big piece. When we know, we know what we know, we're invincible. We really are because we can rely on our knowledge to get us through an anxious time instead of reverting to the fear and talking ourselves out of what the real answer might be. The environment right now is interesting because number one, there's so much information out there. There's so much perspective and opinion. I'd also say that the degree of understanding when it comes to math and science is in large part instituted by a system that people just don't like, right? How many kids do you know that love going to school, right? And if you don't have an enjoyment associated or a curiosity associated with learning, you're going to be checking boxes and learning in order to pass a test as opposed to learning to have knowledge, which is more of the practical side of things. So you have an, a really interesting environment where life is pretty easy, right? When you compare the way in which, you know, even someone in a less fortunate circumstance in the United States has likely access to healthcare, to shelter, to entertainment that kings of old didn't have anything close to. And yet they're still very upset and afraid unhappy, depressed, unsuccessful people. And the environment is evolving at a rapid pace, right? Where life is, in my opinion, just going to get easier. Transportation costs are going to come down. Entertainment, I mean, we already have entertainment in spades, but even more and better quality entertainment. You're also going to have energy costs come down, food costs come down. There's some revolutionary things on the horizon. So the environment is changing to the point right, where science and mathematical truths have been discovered that is designed this environment for people that don't necessarily understand the underlying truths and the underlying math associated with it. So when you think about that, Todd, what do you think is going to be the result of human beings and their, you know, experience of life. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, 
or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Oh,